It's Friday, September 27th, and today I sit down with Matthew Chestnut, and we go through the latest web-based technologies that he's using on projects. Cool frameworks, cool testing tools, a lot of great stuff, and he covers some neat insights like creating developer runbooks. I hope you'll enjoy this. Hi, and welcome to the Work Together Better podcast. This is your host, Danny Ryan. This is Three Wheels' official podcast about enterprise collaboration, how people, process, and technology combine to help organizations, departments, and teams work together better. I'm here today with Matthew Chestnut, Senior Consultant for Three Will, and I'm going to expand my vocabulary exponentially today with all of these new terms that you're going to teach me, Matthew. I'm... I'm, I'm I don't know if I would say I'm excited. I'm, I'm interested to learn more about what you're doing here for the project. Welcome, Matthew. It's good to be back, Danny. It's been a little while since we've had one of it these has, chats. It has been. Did we not do one last quarter? No, I've been good, and I've been writing up some blog posts uh, over the last few quarters. But So I thought it's time for us to catch up again. Nice. Well, well I appreciate my time that I get to have with you. And, and today's going to be a doozy. So you, you are, you're getting professional. When you show up with show notes... Uh, you're ready to kick it to the next level, and, and I have, and I've, I've got, I see the words, and I'm going to mess up the pronunciations, but I'll give it my best. Okay, Matthew. Well, I wanted to make certain that I knew what I was going to talk about, and I figured, <laughs> well, if it's going to help me, it'll probably help you as well. <laughs> so, just to give some people some context, we are doing some cutting edge app development. I'm, I'm assuming a lot of these are just sort of like what is. What's the latest and greatest? It's with the a day rigueur. It's the this stuff the, that's hot today. It's, it's, it's the dev du jour. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm, uh, I'd like to go through some of these different, uh, it looks like some of them are different frameworks, some of the different tools that you're using on this project for a really innovative company that we all know uh, that I'm not going to say the name of, but a really great innovative. And this is a health-related company, which has got to be cool for you, right? That's, oh, that's absolutely. Kind of, that's nice. I think the uh, the atmosphere and the you're going to have an impact on uh, people's health. I think that's a nice little side component to what you're doing. As Definitely well. a vibrant company. Yes. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So let's jump into it. The first one is pronounced Nuxt. Well, it's Nuxt, actually. So I'm going to even back up and tell you how we even got here. Please. So, yeah, so here the at, backstory. So here at Three Wheel, we've done app development for quite some time, and we've we focused on SharePoint and a variety of application platforms. Well, these days, in this whole world of how you develop software for the client side, for the browser, what framework do you use as developers to you know produce a product easily, quickly, uh, that works, etc.? Um, SharePoint, which is a framework, uh, an application environment that we've used for quite some time, uses the React framework, which is a, uh, a framework that's been around for quite some time. I've done some work with the Angular framework, which is another one of the big three. This time we're using Vue. And all these words that we're going to be talking about are part of the Vue family. And it's Vue as in vue.js, Vue JavaScript. So what we're looking at here with this Nuxt is kind of a framework on top of a framework, if you will. It's a, a meta framework, a super framework. Mm -hmm. The whole idea is it, it bundles some of the capabilities of Vue, which is not the same type of framework as Angular. With Angular, you get this all-in-one, all-encompassing thing with routing and all this other bits. Uh -huh. With Vue, you have to pick and piece and put some of this stuff together. And that's what Nuxt is. 
Nice. And so as you we were going on to this project, it you know, we were one of the cool things is is we're working with someone who used to work at Three Will and, you know, is very uh I, I consider someone who who is um technology very technology savvy very stays up and and is well versed on the latest technologies and i think going into this project one of the nice things was he was able to it was he created almost like created a framework that you guys wanted to use for the project or how did that how did that actually yeah. what happened in reality I yeah guess? that's that's pretty much it he, he's very technically oriented he's a very smart fellow he did work with us for quite some time a while back um, he came up with a um, prototype, if you will, a okay. design, which was very helpful because he cut through all the stuff that sometimes we have to do as a consulting company to explain to the customer why we're going to do it a certain way and what tools we're going to use. In this situation, it was reversed. It was dictated to us, we're going to use this particular technology, and it all made sense. We're using some of the other things like, for example, we're using the .NET standard framework. Uh, we, we've been accustomed to, in, I guess, five years ago, six years ago, in oldtime.net, everything was the standard.net framework, which was Microsoft Windows-specific type code. Wow. Then we came along with .net Core, which gave us the capability of running code written against that API in a cross-platform way on Linux, what have you. Now .net Standard is the latest and greatest, if you will. It's just a, it's a well-known API that you as a developer, me as a developer, can be guaranteed that if we write to this standard, this .NET standard, it'll run all, all the platforms it supports. So that was a, a new thing for us. And it really, as a developer, it's not that big a deal to switch these frameworks and these libraries uh -huh. because we just make a different choice when we're you know setting up our development environment. But it's, it was a good place to start from because we knew if this particular application had to go elsewhere, it would work. Nice. So it makes it, it that makes it more portable to be able to be hosted in different types of cloud environments. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing we did differently in this one is is we're using a NoSQL or NoSQL database. In this particular situation, we're using MongoDB. Now, this is a completely different environment for a lot of things that we deal with. We're typically in a relational database world. SQL Server, for example, is, mm -hmm. is a classic example of a relational database where the different entities, the different tables, the different sets of data have relationships to one another so that they can be enforced at the database level. So if you try to do something that would be, quote, illegal because it is um, breaking the integrity of the data, the database will catch it for you. But that comes with a bit of a penalty in the sense that the number of transactions that you can do is lessened because of the more work the database server has to do. Mm -hmm. So we're using, in this example, a Mongo database, which is more document-centric as opposed to row-centric and table-centric, if you will. And it gives us the ability to read and write data very quickly. And once again, this was technology that was, that was uh, given to us by the architect, and uh, that's what we're using. And it's, and it's working out great because of... Entity Framework Core. Gotcha. What other things are in play here as well? Well, the thing that gives us the ability on Entity Framework Core is theoretically from the API level, we write a particular type of query and it's backend or database agnostic. So the idea there is if we did need to switch it out to SQL Server, we could because it would just plug in a different connector. So we're kind of insulated from a developer standpoint in that regard. Although I'll admit as a database person who's done database work forever and using management studios of various flavors to get to and read the data, to be able to find data, select data and list it, update it, insert it, 
the whole language is completely different in this NoSQL um, world because guess what? There's no SQL. There's no insert <laughs> statements, right? That's what the name means. So you have to do it a slightly different way. But once I understood the tools, then it's it's relatively straightforward. So is there another language you're writing it in? It, it, well, it's, it ends up being JSON. It ends okay. up being almost like a bunch of REST calls. You have a client a tool that you use to interact with the database and you just paste in a a blob of well-formed JSON which has perhaps a filter attached to it or maybe some update statements or insert statements uh -huh. and that is what you send to the engine and the engine knows what to do with it. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. It's a different mindset. Uh, the fact that I'm so relational oriented in the sense that, mm -hmm. oh gosh, I can't do this or that because I will break this or that. This is so much easier because I just send data to it. It says, thank you very much. I'll do something with it. Very nice. What other things are involved here? Well, and just in the technology stack, uh, we've got the Nux, which is a, a, a superset of the view components, Vuex, which is state management. Once again, with Angular, you kind of get all this wrapped into one. With the view world, you have to put individual components together. So the state management is reading data, writing data, knowing where you are in the application, the ability to maintain what state am I in right now. Um, a couple other bits, we're using Element UI, which is a another set of um, client-side um, visual libraries used for you know developing items in the browser. Uh, what, a challenge with that particular one, the, um, the developers are in China, which is fine. The, most of their stuff is in English, but that's what I say is most of it. Sometimes you dive down pretty deep and it starts getting into Chinese characters with some of the documentation. So it can get a little tricky in that regard, but... <laughs> It's, uh, that's yet another new thing in this world of, that's fast changing is sometimes you have to be able to uh, use Google Translate, for example, to understand what some of these comments are. And all of these UI, it's web-based UI, right? It's all web-based web UI. Yeah, it's it's no all client. running in the browser. Okay, it's all yeah. running in the browser. And then a couple other things. Uh, some other neat technology that we're using for this is a thing called Storybook, which is a way to, it's a it's a application in and of itself that integrates with the development environment that gives us the ability to prototype discrete UI elements, a text box, a drop down, a what have you, a radio button set. And then you can use it in their, their little IDE, which gives you the ability to test it and see what it looks like. And then you can then use these components in the application itself. So it gives us the ability to, at a very fine level, set up how a particular thing would look on the screen and then use it on the screen later. Nice. So you can prototype it out, but then eventually use that as the, the uh, you, not, it's not a throwaway prototype. That's correct. It's not a throwaway. We're taking the yeah. design elements provided by the UX person, uh -huh. and we take that design and we put it into Storybook, and we make our component in Storybook look like the UX component that was given to us by the designer, and then we just consume that in the application, and it works great. What are you doing for testing? Ah, Cypress is another, you know, there's tons of testing tools, but Cypress is the one we're using this time. We're just getting started with this, making certain that our base, you know, elements, base components have some testing wrapped around it. So we don't have a full testing in there yet, but we're starting to backfill the testing bits so that we can, um, you know, have some unit testing and some integration testing, et cetera. Another thing I like, and this was pre-set up, is using a lint component. Now, lint is the, the type of thing, It's if you think about it in clothing, you're getting the lint off your clothes, mm -hmm. all the cruft and stuff you don't care about. Well, in this particular example, we're using lint to take a look at our JavaScript to make certain that we're not doing silly things like leaving semicolons off or using the wrong type of quotation or apostrophe for delim delimiting strings. And the idea behind the lint is 
JavaScript is so flexible in the sense that it doesn't do strict compile time checking yep. necessarily. Yep. Lint will help us. It makes it more standard. It lets us know if we've got too much white space in a file or if the lines are too long. And so that's built into the continuous integration parts, this Lint bit, so that we can guarantee that the code will look similar regardless of the developer who's written it. Is that a new term? It's like linting? Is that a new term? Is it, it's is relatively it, okay. new, yeah. I it came from somewhere a long ago. I used to use uh -huh. this for something else, but it's it's slipped my mind. So but wait, linting is something that's been around a while, but it's definitely been used in the uh, the JavaScript world. So it deals with the fact that, that you're not compiling job, you're not, you're not going to find compi uh, compilation issues, so therefore you can use this in order to address things before you know before you deploy it you're able to go and as you like set up certain standards for it to well there's certain rules or? absolutely there's yeah. a set of rules and uh -huh. you know it really goes along with the new ECMAScript which I can't remember what the standard is now it's is it five is it six I don't uh -huh. I don't recall but the idea being is now there's new ways to declare variables and depending on how you declare the variable and where you declare the variable will determine how many uh, idiosyncrasies, if you will, you'll find where okay. the code just doesn't run right and you get some really weird bugs. This helps with that for certain. What else? What are other, anything else that we've missed so far? Well, let's just talk about this. I think we've talked about this in the past, Danny. Uh -huh. It's where, what do I expect as a new person on a project? What do I expect to be given uh -huh. to help smooth the transition. So I've, I come from an application uh, development background where we had a standard set of applications that we sold for 10, you know, 13 years. And so we got accustomed to when we we're onboarding a new developer, these are the X number of steps you had to do. Yep. And in this example, just like any other example, uh, we had a series of steps that we had to do that may not have been all fully documented simply because it evolves as a, as a product evolves or as a new project evolves. Sometimes all the steps aren't there. So one of the things that I've learned to do is we use OneNote, we use um, you know Office 365 in our sharing of internal information. Mm -hmm. So we just come up with a runbook on our own. So uh, I'm working with Grant Lewis, who's I've worked with in the past. Uh, we probably worked together for the last nine months, it seems, on various projects. But we're sharing notes about this is what I had to do to get this particular component to run. Mm -hmm. And it's that developer runbook, if you will, so that if you were onboarding a new developer and you want to give the developer the best opportunity to get productive quickly, mm -hmm. we follow these instructions just to make it easier to get started. It's interesting you say that because we're like Austin and I have a what we call what a marketing playbook. I'm, I'm pulling you into the conversation here <laughs> that it has similar purpose as well. So they basically get, can get somebody up and running on what we're doing within marketing. And then and yeah. at Three Wheel, we have sustainment projects. You know, that's one of the offerings we have. And in sustainment, sometimes the original person who wrote the application may not be available because they're on another project. And yeah. so we have to get another person up and running pretty quickly. We use this concept in our sustainment practice to make certain that anyone could get hit the ground running with a given application and be productive. So how is this, and I know it's earlier on in the project, but is this, I imagine this is probably going to impact uh, how you look at, when you go back to a more of a standard type of project for us, you probably want to look at these different technologies, see how they play into what we're doing. I imagine there's going to be some things that you talk with Pete about and with the different folks about, well, we should we should look at this as being that when you're talking about standards of what we use on projects, 
I imagine this is going to impact some of that. You'll have some good takeaways from that. Well, this is the third leg of the three-legged stool, if you will. React, Uh Angular, and now Vue. Those are the big players in the market. SharePoint and React are very closely knit with the SharePoint framework. So Uh we've got a lot of experience with SharePoint and React. We've done a lot of work with Angular. Now this, I think, might be our first Vue project. So definitely we'll do some lunch and learn, some some sharing of knowledge once we get some, some... content under our feet with this particular project and we'll share it amongst our other developers because that way we can let everyone know here i am i'm a guy that's done javascript for quite some time and all we're doing is having a different flavor of things that wrap around it the ultimate thing that gets written from this is javascript running in a browser and it's all html and javascript now how you get there it's slightly different but the result is the same awesome how are things progressing on the project? Are things coming up, coming together? I know we had some aggressive schedules and day, deadlines and things. Is it does it feel like you're progressing like you'd like to? Or you always feel ignorant at the beginning of a project when you <laughs> right. never used the technology before. You say it should be easier than this, but quite frankly, it has progressed yeah. very well. Um, a lot of this information about these frameworks is readily available. Knowing where to look is a, is a help. Mm-hmm. And the challenge sometimes is that it changes so quickly. You have to be cognizant of the version of the thing you are working on because sometimes version one is vastly different than version two. And you got to be careful to be looking at the proper version of the information so that you're getting the right information. But it's going quite well. Awesome. Awesome. Anything else that you picked up on from this project that you'd like to share? Well, I just want to say I hope the next time I talk to you, I'll have even more buzzwords <laughs> to share, and we'll have some more success stories to share with you as well. I would love to, if we do, especially as you look at um, you know, next next quarter. Will be it'll be early, in, you know, I guess at the end of this year. So we might, you should probably have an update. It'll be a nice Christmas present for yeah, you. Yeah, I'd right? love to do that. I'd love to to do a retro talk about what happened on the project and get some in, uh, find out from you. Also, just sort of I, one of the things I love about these projects is it's pushing us in a certain area and what are we taking away from it. And we're all, I love how much sharing goes on inside of Three Will uh, of, you know, what you've learned and sharing it with other people and we're all learning together. So um, thank you for taking the time to put together um, some notes on this and sharing what you're up to. I know you're busy. Um, and we're excited about seeing uh, the project progressing and, um, and uh, really appreciate you leading up the project for us and all that you're doing. Thank you so much, Matt. You're welcome. It's all about keeping the customer happy and delivering on time. So if we can do those two things, we'll be successful. Awesome. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Work Together Better podcast. We're available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you're looking for a partner to help you craft a modern digital workplace on the Microsoft Cloud, please come by and see us at 3will.com. That's the number three spelled out, W-I-L-L.com. Thank you and have a great day.